0: This is Sandy Clough and Chandro Tar on Mile High Sports. Welcome back to the program. Uh, You can always reach us, by the way, 303 831 1340 on call or text. Also, social media. You can follow me at Estro Tar. You can follow Sandy, Sandy Clough, now as well. Uh, Thanks to our follower, Broncos
1: Life. Just
0: when I get on Twitter. They stopped calling it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Everyone still calls it. I mean, that, I'm very though. confused. Uh, if you want objective commentary, this is the show. No nonsense, no spood fend orange optimism that the rest uh, are feeding Broncos country. That's that's kind. Thank you. And that's it is kind of what we do. Uh, I have orange optimism, but it's a it's earned piece at a time. And I do think Sandy that the Broncos earned a little of it. But I do want to make sure that we get you all up to date on the Broncos injury situation. Yeah. The uh, Players today at the walk, basically a walkthrough today down at Dove sure. Valley. Uh, 14 players are on the third field. If you've been at Dove Valley, you, you can see it. And they were uh, doing the conditioning drills. Those players: uh, Pat Sertan, Cortland Sutton. Uh, Sutton kind of tweaked his ankle during that game. Not. I wasn't even serious. aware of that. Uh, Kwan Williams, Justin Simmons, Sertan Williams, and Simmons all missed the game. while right. part of The starting backfield, uh, wide receiver Kendall Hinton, DJ Jones, who is in the concussion yeah. protocol, uh, Riley Moss, who had that sports hernia surgery just a little bit ago, right. uh, Mike McGlinchey with the knee injury also out there working out at the, at least in the, re, the kind of a conditioning Brandon Johnson, who turned the ankle, Caden uh, Stearns, who was out there for not an, an injury necessarily, but maintenance as they say on the hip, uh, Baron Browning, who had his knee surgeries on pup, Mike Purcell with his surgery, Nick Benito, who tweaked his hip uh, on, on one of the, we'll talk about that more in a minute. Entite and tight end Chris Manners. They were all out there. Peyton's quote today said uh, about first was asked first about Sertan said, quote, I think you're going to see him this week. I think he's really close. We have a handful of those guys. Cortland, a group or four or five of those guys that you won't ask be asking anything about in a couple of days. So they do seem to be getting a little bit healthier. Worth knowing, the Broncos waved backup linebacker Ray Wilborn and signed uh, receiver and returner J.J. Koski, who had spent time with the Rams and actually made the punt returns in the Rams Super Bowl season for a little bit. That may be worth monitoring because Marvin Mims prior to the game was surprisingly maybe to some who hadn't been out there doing the returns because of the injuries been coming back from with the hamstring, Uh, was a top the depth chart for both kickoff and punt returner. Mims obviously still uh, missed this game as well. And you may have noticed I didn't list him as, you know, out there working and conditioning. Maybe that's a sign uh, by picking up someone like Koski that perhaps Mims, uh, the, the the Broncos, may be a little bit concerned about having him
1: ready for that role when the season and begins, and that our, would alter the receiver. Montreal well. Washington had a decent game.
0: He was he was decent, and there there's uh, obviously kind of a a chance there as well. So uh, that's what the Broncos are lately. But you talk about players that needed to uh, to perform well. You talked about Russell Wilson as being what you were watching. Well, Nick Benito was one of the guys that I was watching. And I, I specifically focused on Benito and Dulcich. Dulcich is a blocker. I, I did go back and look through it. Um, he looked no worse than many of the linemen,
1: but I'm
0: not sure how praiseworthy that is. No, it no. wasn't a disaster, but Benito, on the other hand, I think did stand yeah, out.
1: Benito was good,
0: and I think that the play he made in which he got hurt a little bit, uh, the, the coming around the right side, then picking up the screen pass, pursuing all the way across the field and making the tackle from behind, which uh, commentator Ryan Harris, Ryan Harris is a brilliant job, by the way. Uh, Ryan Harris correctly pointed out, preseason or not, that's a big-time play. Uh, That's the kind of play that, that even NFL players at times when that play is past them, they're not making that pursuit. That's the kind of effort you were hoping to see from Benito. The ability we see is there, the speed, the burst is there. Uh, I was heartened to see that. Uh, disappointed he got a little dinged on it. Apparently, it's not serious. But that was one of the plays, along with Elijah Garcia's uh, series that you mentioned, that really stood out to me was uh, Benito, and the guy I mentioned at the very, very tail end of the, the show on Friday as well. Wide receiver Taylor Grimes, who all he's done in camp is make plays. Well,
1: he and Danucci seem to yeah. have a pretty good Grimes rapport.
0: Grimes is one of those guys, like I've mentioned before, it's hard to be to come into the NFL as a secret now. It really is because virtually every team has their games on television somewhere. Everything's recorded. If you're playing football at incarnate word, that's one of the exceptions to the rule. Not a lot of coverage there, which is where Grimes comes out of. And that was uh, a, an impressive performance, which held up held up to what he's been doing in camp. He just kind of makes plays uh, to the point where I had thought that Kendall Hilton was basically a lock for this roster because of his uh, knowledge of the system, the fact that he, you always know that if you have to get to your six wide receivers prepared and ready. But if Grimes continues to play well, maybe there's Sean Payton's looking at upside because Hinton's not one of his guys. And you, you bring up DeNucci. Remember this year, the rules have changed. You can keep a third quarterback on your roster that does not count as the 53. I was, again, threes on threes, but I was really impressed with Danucci because. Of two things, one very quick, easy release. He's not the guy that's going to throw bombs, but when your third-string quarterback comes in, you're not asking him to do that. Quick, easy release. It's kind of effortless, pretty accurate. But man, that guy is calm, cool, and collected oh, in yeah. the pocket. He, he looked pressure, just calm. a slight step to the left. He looked the throw he he did look maybe the calmest of any of the three Broncos oh, quarterbacks. I, I thought so,
1: and you uh, know you got to remember. And I, I only I had know, the Broncos
0: keeping two quarterbacks,
1: but I, 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 I maybe not here. It's the XFL, but he did play ten games. and he, well, he was a backup a for the Cowboys in, in last year. Yeah, three years ago, he started a game, and I I thought on the final drive. I mean had five out of six for 55 yards. He stood out. Not including a pass interference penalty that was called on a throw to Grimes mm-hmm. that would have picked up 22 yards. So, in effect, he was six for seven for 77 if you take away the pass interference penalty and assume otherwise that the pass would have been caught. Um, I, I thought he looked a lot better than Jarrett Stidham looked. Uh, and if you went on the basis of what we saw the other night, you'd say that, uh, Danucci would be the more suitable choice as the backup as a awful. Five for five, 50
0: yards, is just uh bad. passer rating of sixteen, which is yeah, hard to well, do. But I mean that yeah, uh, passes sad. batted down a problem that Wilson. Now he wasn't well. getting protected either. No, but the uh the but, the interception he threw, he never looked anywhere no, but Montrell no, Washington. No, it completely no. stared him down and made it for a relatively yeah. easy one. That was um, No, he looked like a raw rookie for a guy two they terms. give
1: they gave five years or two years, five million a year to. Well a five million guaranteed. That million. was uh, five million guaranteed. He's been better than that, but that was woof. That was a bad, was bad. that was a bad it, it night. It was bad. He was the worst quarterback in the field the other night. And we saw six of them.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. He and the was kid bad. from
1: Houston for Arizona looked better. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they all did. They all did.
0: It was a bad but The other bad five showing. quarterbacks looked it better It changes than he nothing. He will be the backup no, to Russell it, Wilson, it, I, but I'm it was a bad I'm not saying it changes
1: luck. anything, but, uh, you know, our friend uh, uh, Eric Goodman was uh, right, right on that point uh, that. Uh, you know, let's not uh, get carried away with the uh, Jared Stidham. Pick up my He's point. He's out in Vegas point. playing golf. He can't my, hear you. My my point is that the man who praised him most ardently was the head coach. Yeah,
0: the Broncos. Ooh, the Broncos
1: pursued him, got totally carried away, and I don't know what kind of message he. I, I haven't quite figured out. The message sending that Sean Payton does because it seems very confusing to me at times, but um, yeah, Stidham <laughs> has a long way to go. Uh, that that was frightening the other night, to, especially to given
0: that. the fact that Russell Wilson. On- and I think
1: now, now correct me if I'm wrong, in the third quarterback it, you can carry him on the fifty-three. And it,
0: yes, well, they just and don't count on the count. game day roster. Like,
1: uh, the game day roster. They're,
0: they're trying it's to the most, so uh, eliminate dress, the,
1: the third quarterback can be your forty-seventh guy.
0: Correct. Yes, you're right. right. Fifty-three game day game day roster, forty-six active. That uh, he doesn't count on the forty-six active, but right. he can still come in if. The other uh, two, are right? Hard. Well, we're yeah. trying to avoid the debacle that ruined the that, Niners that, playoff. Hey, that's exactly right. Game that's the, the
1: only the reason they, and I think it's good, I think it's great. It's oh, fine. And, it was an embarrassment to the NFL, but you, and yeah. again, we talked about this the other day. Not that Philadelphia well, say, you to would not have the won the 53, game
0: 53, but doesn't stay active on the 46th game day, right?
1: Yeah, so yes, if I'm if the NFL all, was embarrassed. all of a sudden I'm thinking the, about that. This is they can keep it three quarterbacks, right. This is a conference championship game, though, that turned into a farce. Right. Christian McCaffrey because, was basically playing
0: Wildcat quarterback at right. the
1: end. Because Purdy got hurt. and Lance was already hurt. Then Lance was already out, and Garoppolo wasn't ready to play. So they put in Johnson, who couldn't even make the Bronco team last year. And Johnson got hurt. <laughs> oh, they were down to their third String quarterback when they were already playing, uh, Purdy as a starter and deservedly so, but Purdy started the year as the third quarterback, right. and Johnson wasn't even on the roster in the preseason last year, and he, so it was an embarrassing situation. But I—that's I, I, one of the few conference championship spots game. in
0: this game because coming into this game, I thought the Bron- the Broncos are going to keep two quarterbacks. They're not keeping three. This rule isn't going to affect them. I, I think Danucci looked poised enough and reliable enough that the Broncos should reconsider and say, oh, you know, hey, you have a a thirty-something starter who actually got hurt Grimes last year.
1: Practice squad.
0: Uh, Grimes to me looks perfectly ticketed for the practice squad, assuming he doesn't blow it up against the Niners and end up getting swiped off some of somebody else's. But the I, I I do think they have to think about it with Danucci again. This is let's. This time of year, everyone talks about quarterbacks. Russell Wilson is the starter. End of story, doesn't matter how he performs in the preseason. Jared Stenum is the backup. End of story, doesn't matter how he plays in the preseason. You're talking about Ben DiNucci maybe being a, a polling case of emergency, you know, the, the red rip cord, But the Broncos could do far worse, I think, with a third-string quarterback. And given the fact that they've occasionally run into these injury issues, I would consider it, given the fact that their offensive line I don't know. Well, I would compare them to Swiss I, I, cheese, but I don't want to. I, I, don't, I don't. I don't want know. to besmirch Swiss
1: cheese because I, I don't know. And we talked about this. Uh, ESPN did a, a survey of insiders. And it, it's it's all preseason, over the NFL. but Ben
0: Powers didn't distinguish himself. I I agree. Isaiah Prince got didn't look good in in defensive McGlinchey. McGlinchey is a run blocker more than a pass blocker. And Garrett Bowles, I, Sandy, you mentioned it. You mentioned the first segment. He's done. I actually, when I said you stole my line, I meant it literally. I'm looking at my notes. Here's my notes for all of you watching on MyLifeSports.com or on the app. I, I went on every single one of Wilson's dropbacks, and I took notes on every single one of those plays. Uh, one of them, on the ninth pass, uh, Bowles beaten easily. Wilson gets hit by Luchetti, but Ditch's pass left incomplete. My note, uh, Bowles got Wilson crushed, just got run around, and I put in parentheses, done, question Can't mark.
1: Can't move. And we talked about this. He looks last to week. me like a
0: guy that I, yeah.
1: I the position Dennis rankings.
0: Gardek and Luchetti ran completely by him. You have Max Crosby on week one. I, I
1: was, uh uh I'm I'm talking about what we did last week though. Offensive line rankings, uh survey of experts, piece by ESPN, position by position. Where every team ranks, from quarterback to safety, and an overall grades given. Here's where the Broncos were on quarterbacking. 14th, running back, 31st. Wide receiver, 16th. Tight end, 23rd. Defensive line, 14th. Edge rushing, 27th. Linebacker, 14th. Cornerback, 12th. Safety, yes. Very good. Number seven, overall ranking, number 12. Or the offensive line, right? Tenth, huh? Tenth, huh? tenth. Did the they mean only in, position that these people they mean look, just run blocking? The Broncos, because <laughs> they run, they run block. Okay. Same. Yes. Wow. Saying, in this survey, for whatever it's worth, the Denver Broncos were rated as having a top ten offensive line. Now that's the good news. The bad news is that Kansas City is four, and the Chargers have the ninth best offensive line, again, according to this survey. Uh, But it did put the Broncos in the top five among AFC teams and 10th overall in the NFL. And that was the one part of the piece I looked at, and I said, the rest of it I could understand. I might quibble with respect to being ranked Three or four places too high, three or four places too low. Yeah. But I look at the offensive line as the second strongest position on this team beyond safety, and I'm thinking, you gotta be kidding me. You have to be kidding me. They can't pass block. It they was... can't pass block. There there isn't one member of the starting offensive line as projected for opening day on September tenth who's rated as clearly an above average pass blocker some are graded that way as run blockers but as pass blockers and especially for tackles that's 75 80 what i charted
0: deal. sandy was on the 14 dropbacks that wilson had i listed seven of them as poorly blocked uh well, four there plays were
1: five pressures or hits four, five hits uh, Five hits out four of four plays dropbacks.
0: were completely obliterated by right. poor blocking, whether it was because Wilson had to ditch it or, or you know, get it out too early or, or for example, a uh, player gets run around on the, and somehow gets a batted a ball on the outside uh, to pass to a sideline route because they were beaten so deeply they could still knock Wilson's pass down. But, I mean, that's that's 50% of the were poorly blocked. But as Warren Sharp put out, the pressure rate was... 64 percent on Wilson's dropbacks yeah. uh, Rus- Russell Wilson there were out of the 14 dropbacks 13 of them were in the pocket and I I we can get into more of this a little bit but I thought oh, it was Wilson, very vanilla I, thought I mean it was Wilson very was better than play. you you are giving him credit for because on I think four of those dropbacks I noted that the pocket the performance in the pocket I thought was better than average whether he stepped up or stepped aside felt the pressure stayed within the pocket and completed the pass also, out of his seven completions, five of them went for at least 13 yards. Three of them went for over 19, but he wasn't throwing bombs. He actually was sort of using uh, the, the short to intermediate routes that, that Wilson had generally decided to pass on. To my mind, what I saw from Russell Wilson, Wilson was at least a clear effort to follow Sean Payton's offensive game plan. I thought that was abundantly clear. And to my mind, that's one of the reasons that I I was was satisfied with Wilson, because I'm just looking at that step. Is Wilson going to be okay playing in that style? He hung into the pocket. He took hits in the pocket that he should not have had to take, quite frankly. And I think he would have had more opportunities for completions if, A, Jerry Judy didn't do that thing he does, and turn up field before catching the ball once, but... Uh, also being hit as he's being thrown and had to throw two of them completely away because the pressure was on him yeah, instantly. I, I and understand. He made the right read and ditched it instead it, it's of forcing still, it. I and this is, it, a, this is a
1: reflection on the whole offense. Particularly they, they the blocks form it won't matter. I know, but it's second string guys. For some and of it. He's for all of it. Not for, for all the of it. whole touchdown. For the touchdown. For the Touchdown run. Lose all, all of it. it. It wasn't it wasn't all of it. Not
0: for the whole not for the for the touchdown it was. I know. That's the point of it. I guess for the one touchdown. For other
1: series, they didn't do anything. And I'm just saying the only reason they got a touchdown is they're playing against second stringers. And even against those guys, uh, they're dropping passes. Well, they were still getting, they were still beating the Broncos
0: offensive linemen. The pressure never relented.
1: Yeah. And they blitzed a few times. And I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know if that's dirty pool in a first preseason game. If you're blitzing as much as the Cardinals seem to be blitzing uh, the other night, but whatever. Uh, I, I, I'm just saying again, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, uh, threw an interception. Main reason for it was the receiver slip. Bad field. Touchdown pass, cornerback slip. Now, Judy, Judy catches the pass anyway, quite probably, mm-hmm. but... Pretty good cut. It Judy did get the foot it in the ground. And, it, but the guy slipped. But he slipped. But the guy slipped. So, I, I, I'm, again, just saying, I, I think they're there extenuating circumstances, but... That worked in favor of Wilson and against Wilson. The extenuating circumstances: the, the the offensive line and these are starters couldn't block the number twos any better than they could block that's, the number that's ones. concerning. So that works actually in his favor when you're evaluating him because he wasn't it, it, the touchdown pass he threw. He got drilled in the midsection as he was throwing the ball, um, and that ball got out quick. And it did it, get out. <laughs> it didn't well, Had to. Had to get out. Well, and it's fourth and four. You're not going to take a sack, right? You're going to throw if there's any chance the receiver might catch it. uh, Even an interception would be better. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I I mean, I'm I'm not saying it was a disaster. I'm just saying that it kind of looked to me like the same. Well, they scored
0: 17 uh, points, and what they uh, averaged last year, 16.9. So
1: it Um, looked the same. um, It it looked close. close. To me. And uh, the opening drive was three and out. First pass well behind Troutman, and he wasn't rushed heavily on that one. And the second uh, play was a running play, gained three yards. And the third play, uh, the passes blocked the line of scrimmage. Now, you can say that's uh, poor blocking by the offensive line. Yes. But again, you, you have the disadvantage of a 5'11 quarterback thrown out of the pocket. And we saw this a bunch last year where he gets his passes knocked down. Now, um, 3rd and seven, third and 17, 3rd and 7. First 3%. Again, just saying, now, that's not all his fault. 3rd and 17, he got sacked, and the sack was not, was not his fault. We'll
0: look more at this Broncos offense in Game 1 against the Cardinals. Want to know what you think as well. 303 1340 is the number. How bad was it really? How much do you read into it? It is preseason. We'll try to continue to go through it a little bit and and find out in detail. You have to... The, Devils in the details, right, for the Denver Broncos? Uh, We'll find out more about it next on Miley Sports. Sandy Cuff and Sean Trotar, presented by Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook app and start winning today at Superbook.com. Here's Sean and Sandy. So the Denver Broncos dropped game one of the preseason, which doesn't matter because those wins and losses disappear anyway. It makes no difference. But the way they lost, it was frustrating at the same time. Does that matter? Because we're talking about a a last-minute drive with threes against threes, and the majority of the people on that field from both teams won't be on an NFL roster in a couple of weeks. But the concerns about the Broncos' defense that we've had, which is, is more the idea, not that they're bad, but they might be a smidge overrated. I know that this is not a good offense in Arizona, but when the starters left, at least all the starters left. And you're correct in pointing out that the Broncos often stayed in against second teamers. Mm-hmm. They were up ten to zero. The Broncos defense was missing from that game. Three members of their starting secondary, in Kaywan Williams, in Justin Simmons, and Pat Sertan, of course. They were also missing rusher Frank Clark. So that was a a, a team that you had four of the eleven starters out. They weren't even. Threatened by the Arizona Cardinals, who could basically do nothing, and,
1: and they, well, they did miss a field goal. They missed a field goal,
0: but field you, you parsed that
1: out. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought the, the defense was fine. First, first game but without they those weren't
0: guys, able to get but, a lot of pressures.
1: So. No, no, they didn't. Um, although I, I, I thought there were spots where uh, the pass rush was effective, but again, Kyler Murray's not out there at this point for uh, Arizona, and may or may not be by opening day. So, you're, you're dealing with uh, the kid from Houston, very young quarterback. Who I thought Toon. actually looked looked all right. And um, Colt McCoy, of course, started. Yeah, yeah. And then Toon came in.
0: McCoy went four for four, and 17 yards. They'd seen McCoy, enough. And...
1: McCoy's about 96 years old. Yeah. I, I'll tell you how old I am. I I have distinct the recollections of, of Colt coaching... McCoy at Texas. Yeah, right. Right? Uh so, it feels <laughs> like, like it, and uh, no, he's he's thirty six. Um, he's only thirty six, he's their backup. I'm actually uh, really surprised. I he's, he's, thought he was. He's back, yeah. Wow, well, thirty six is yes. Uh, and that tune came in, and then Blau, who uh, again probably looked a little better than than the other two, to be honest, uh, especially on that last uh, touchdown drive. But uh, I, I thought the defense was. Uh, was fine and a couple of guys uh, stood out. Uh we've said uh, the secondary the Broncos have is uh one of the best. Uh you have got a top 10 safety group, I think, uh mainly with Simmons. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're well within uh, the upper half of the league when it comes to uh, cornerback quality. Uh, again, thanks mainly to Patrick Sertan, so I, I don't think anything happened in the game the other night to change our fundamental assessment that uh, uh, the defensive line, uh, probably not as deep as you'd like it to be, but it's okay if uh, the starters stay healthy. Uh, edge rushing is an issue. It, it just is something that, that, that will stand out. Uh, Clark didn't play. Uh, I don't think uh, Gregory played much. Yeah, Browning, yeah, of course, Browning is out. Yeah, Browning out. Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, a it's a going to be hard to get pressure. Yeah, and I think they're be. very average uh, with, with Jewel and Singleton uh, on the inside. Maybe slightly better Did than average. Did you like what you
0: saw out of Drew Sanders? Uh,
1: yeah. It's, I mean, he and, can run. I yeah, like that. Uh, big. I mean, given his big, size, he can, run. he
0: can really run. Uh, the the challenge there appears to be, for for me, with him, and it, it's not surprising. That's kind of the expectation coming out of colleges. Much like Riley Moss, quite frankly, same kind of notation there from scouts is the idea that... Uh, big 10. They'll make the they're big ten. plays. With Riley Moss. Because Marsh. they're, they're a- athletic, talented guys that will make the big plays. The focus needs to be on consistently making the run-of-the-mill plays. And I think for Sanders, if he can kind of focus on that part of it, uh, he'll find himself in the starting lineup yeah, I, I, at some point. In again, this season.
1: And, and I said at some point this season, yes, I could see him obviously not an opening day unless there are injuries. You're right. That he's not going to start. Uh, and he's not ready. He, but I think, he's he, I think he may finish and In fact, the, the, the varying the degrees, all, all their draft picks, all five of them are pretty raw. Two are pretty clearly projects who won't play much, if at all, this year. And the other three, if if they do play, um, there'll be an injury related reason that they're out there, uh, at, at least for the first half of the season. I, who knows where they'll be going into the bye week. The bye week is in week nine. They'll make a judgment off the first eight games. You may see changes. or if they're five and three, even four and four, I don't imagine you'd see many changes at all. Probably no changes. At all. Uh, that, that, again, aren't made as a result of someone getting injured and missing time for that reason. I, I think for
0: this defense, the cha- I mean, really, it's in the preseason, especially, it's going to look very good because everyone plays vanilla styles. And um, you look at the 49ers who they play next week, uh, who looked, you know, like it was an, again, preseason game. If you were to look at the preseason value, it would be like, what's oh, wrong with the 49ers? David, they're terrible. No, the Raiders beat them 30, That's because 40, you seven. don't care and the results
1: aren't important. Well, it, it, the other reason you don't care is they had joint practices prior to the right. game and the 49ers look great in the joint practices. Yeah. Trey Lance looked great in the joint practices. In a game, uh, not he, so much. No, not so not, much. Not, not, not all that good.
0: And we'll find out, of course, the Broncos will do that with the Rams prior to their final preseason game. But this game against the Niners, I think, is, is going to be intriguing. But I do wonder what this week of practices, this training camp goes, uh, you know, just a, a really only training camp itself only has a, a few more real practices in it. And the focuses will be fascinating because they've we went over the injuries earlier in the hour. There's so many guys that have been out that you wonder how much of. Uh, growth you can really get over this week, but it's an opportunity in some ways when it appears that not many of those injuries are serious that's an opportunity for some of these second and, and, oh, and third string guys. You, you look at the uh, Elijah Garcias of the world, it's more opportunities for a guy like that to stand out. Uh, when you talk about these practices after preseason games, historically, Sandy, and we're looking at what fans might see if they go out to Dove Valley uh, and leading into this 49ers game. When you get a performance like Garcia did, or Grimes, or McLaughlin, and McLaughlin's a good in, in camp and all that, but you, it's great that you played like that. Now in the next week of practices, coaches want you to show that wasn't a fluke. They want you to now practice
1: like you just played to show that you're ready to make that next jump. Oh, well, what was it Joe Lombardi said with McLaughlin? He seems to break one every practice, at least one every practice. And you kind of saw that if he was exaggerating, he wasn't exaggerating by much. I mean, four carries, 20 yards, scored the touchdown, caught a screen pass, made 12 yards out of that, um, looked very much like the practice player we've seen so far in camp. And, un- unfortunately, there were uh, some people on the on the other side of things who uh, kind of looked the way they practiced so far. And, uh, again, it, if they can't pass protect – there's no way any offense can function. I, I don't care how different, uh, how much more complex, uh, how much more variety there is in the Sean Payton offense compared to the one we saw last year. If you can't pass protect, you can't score.
0: That is, that is my biggest takeaway from this That's game. Is, the big is I am so concerned about my, I, you try not to overreact to, to a preseason game at all, but, I'm full red alert on the Broncos offensive line right now, right well, now.
1: Objectively. And we talked about this before the game. This isn't something where Gar- after the game, so all of a sudden uh, all of a sudden the Cardinals aren't any good on defense. We were talking about this in advance of the game. Yeah, they're we not said good. They now. weren't any good on defense in advance of the game. I said that uh, starters, uh, backups, You know, it's, it's one of the worst rosters in the league, preseason, regular season, otherwise. And they look, they look bad. They made the Arizona Cardinals look like the team they're playing this week Mm -hmm. when their starters are in Arizona made Denver's offense. Yes. It's first offense while their first team defenders were in the game. Looked like the 49ers were playing defense with their first team against the Broncos. It, it was
0: concerning. And we want to know what you think as well. Eight, three of three zero three eight three one thirteen forty 1340 is that number. That's a Colin text. line. Let us know what you think. Are, are we overreacting to that? I think that you, that Sandy and I aren't generally the type that overreact, but uh, I, look, I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried. Okay. I'm worried, but uh, Hey, it's all good. Cause it's football. season. It,
1: it's two things. It's the offensive line and it's the kickers. And, by the way, Riley Dixon did not have a particularly distinguished night either. Not that they're going to bring in another punter, but uh, it, that was a little disappointing. I mean, Riley Dixon made a better first impression when he was with the team and was drafted than he made the other night in his second tour of duty uh, with the Broncos, and, and place kicking was, was got off. Well, all on top of that, though, you still... That's
0: the sound of football coming back. That part's exciting. So now's the time to place your preseason bets with Superbook Sports. Superbook's the most trusted name in Vegas, and now you can use promo code MILEHIGH to score up to $250 with their first bet bonus, which means win or lose, They'll match your first bet at $250 with the promo code mile high. So, you know, I hope you win. Here's how you do it. Don't miss out this football season. Win some money with Superbook Sports. Take that promo code mile high. Just go ahead and, and punch it in there when you sign up. And there you go. You'll have an opportunity to win. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's get into that kicking game, Sam. I'm with you. Uh, Riley Dixon did not have great punts. I don't think they're concerned about Riley Dixon. He's a veteran. I think they know what they're getting. He had a crummy game in the preseason. Big deal. Kicking game, though, yikes. We're not talking about a loss. Again, not that it matters, but Sean Payton's not talking about how he hates to lose, especially that way. If either of his kickers gets the job done, did do the Broncos have the right guys or do they need to start shopping? Pronto. We'll talk about it next on Ally Sport. This is Sandy Clough and Chandro Tar on Mile High Sports. The kicking game didn't set anything on fire for the Denver Broncos as they went one for four. Uh, neither kicker distinguished themselves, and Elliot Fry not hit a 55 yarder. Uh, it
1: would have been a disastrous. He was one for two, and Maher was zero for two. That look, I and the extra point that Mar kicked, I think he barely made. I think it was the first one when they went up yep. seven to nothing. Yes, and it, 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 it was barely. Not to, it yeah, barely snuck not, inside uh, the center.
0: Uh, both hit their extra points. Both hit their extra points. But Marr 0 for 2 on the field goal attempts, Fry 1 for 2, and did it the 55-yarder, which if you're Elliot Fry, uh, good news, because the argument was that you didn't have a strong enough leg. So you hit a 55-yarder at sea level. But it's entirely possible that the kicker for the Denver Broncos isn't on this roster. I think the Broncos wanted to give Marr another shot because he looked like actually a, what, very good kicker in this league until the yips hit. And yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on here, but look, I mean, we've seen in other sports, uh, you know, Chuck baseball, it happens at times where guys can't throw from guys second can't throw. Base, Chuck Knobla basically had his, his career. The uh, Rick Ankiel had to stop yeah. playing pitcher, right? I he mean, Steve Blast disease. It, it can happen, and uh, I think the, the, the Broncos have a certain amount of patience with it, but. Uh, it's not inexhaustible, though. No, it's not. And
1: uh, I think Maher has one more shot. I think Saturday he has night. to be money against the Niners. And if he's not money, uh, you move on, and you bring in somebody to compete, maybe with Fry. Um, Jeff legold of ESPN reported last week in practice
0: yeah, neither uh, that
1: they were bad in practice. Uh, at the end of practice, you know, they uh, mm-hmm. take turns, kicking field goals, and one goes through, they... They're done with practice, and they kept missing and missing and missing and missing. So um, you, you can't say even on the practice field that the place kicking has been especially impressive in camp so far, and it was awful the other night. And, uh, again, as the caller mentioned earlier, uh, we were uh, told during the off season that uh, letting go of Brian McManus was the sensible big move to make on the roster. And I'm thinking of all the things wrong and he did with The team for himself in general, special bad year. teams in particular, even off a less than stellar season, there aren't that many kickers who have his range one and two, why fix something that really isn't particularly broken? Um, Is he not allowed one off year, which, again, was only an off year by today's um, Justin Tucker standards? (laughs) Right, right. I mean, Justin Tucker might be the most dominant player at his position in football today.
0: Is Is it even a
1: question? Mahomes. Mahomes, maybe, I guess. You're right because but, because
0: nobody nobody says the best quarterback in the league might be somebody about Mahomes. Nobody you take no, seriously.
1: No, but we, we were talking point. during the break. ESPN did its quarterback breakdown today in ten different quarterbacking categories. We'll talk more about it later in the week. And Mahomes was either first or second in six of those ten categories: first, second, or third. uh field vision uh he was uh actually he's first uh first second or third uh rushing ability he wasn't
0: in the top three in okay the top that's fair three. i don't think the
1: chiefs care about that at all uh, <laughs> but he was in the top 10 yeah uh compete level toughness he's right there at the top Um, uh, yeah but so, but nine nobody, out of the ten categories, is for but nobody or mentions three. anyone but, but Justin Tucker. But, nobody, it, Justin Tucker. So, and, and you know, Adam Vinatieri is Hall of Fame kicker, in my mm-hmm. opinion. They're yeah, Hall okay. of Fame is short on kickers, right. in General, yes, right. You know what his career numbers were? Eighty-three and a half percent. Justin Tucker is at ninety point five percent conversion rate on kicks. And he ain't kicking a bunch yeah, of 30-yard chippies either. He, he's kicking from beyond 50, even beyond 60 yards. He hit one in a preseason game the other day. And you know, for kickers, preseason isn't that much different from regular season. No, you know, you're, you're supposed Same. to perform right. And a thing about Tucker, and I, that, I've noticed this in the Broncos had a
0: kick blocked. Right. One of Mars Mars' second right. field goal was right. blocked.
1: But I, I I'm saying with Tucker, he has a great leg. We all know that. It can be from 45 yards. It can be from 65 yards. He hits every one straight down the middle. Yeah. I mean, it's not It's not one that fades or hooks a little bit. He's had a 60-yarder uh, in their I 2019 mean, win. 60-yarder right down the middle the other day. And uh, people who were at the game were saying, oh, that would have easily been good from 70 yards. And he kicked it like a golfer would execute a wedge shot. Nice, easy swing. Just, uh, just a beautiful stroke, like he was kicking an extra point. You know, he made the sixty-yarder look like an extra point. That's how how straight down the middle it was, and that's how far he kicked it. So you talk about accuracy and leg strength, everything associated with place kicking. He's not only the best in the game today; he's the best who ever lived.
0: I I think, there's nobody you, I think even so. close. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's anybody that's been better. I, so
1: I you have to settle here in Denver for Fry or Maher, and Maher ooh, by ooh, the way, won, last won year. Four.
0: Last year though, did have a ninety point six rate in the regular season. Yeah. The and they got the yips. Yeah. The amazing that, part is you know where that ninety point six rate ranked? Ninth. Yeah, well,
1: with Tucker. I'm talking about his career. Oh, I know. Percentage, but not, but not, I mean the
0: level, the, the expectations right now in the NFL yeah. for what you hit, uh, you have to hit everything. You have to Tucker hit actually last year hit only 86 85, 86%, percent as, as it turns well, out. Well, yeah, but he it, also it, hit nine it, it, from fifty plus. Right, right. He, he, tra- he five of his misses were he, he missed only one order. from within fifty all yeah. year.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's one of those accidents that happens <laughs> once time. every. Four or five We're just at the wrong thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, stuff happens. Inside 50 yards, he's money. Uh, from 50 to 60, he's at 75. Am I wrong 80% not to be worried the about time. the
0: kicking game yet, though? Because I look at the guys up on the the list.
1: You would be wrong.
0: You would be wrong not to be I, worried. I'm worried, about, but I'm not that worried about the replacement. You have the worried. the Cameron Dicker and Eddie Pinero and Matt Fairbairn and Jason Myers and Cairo Santos and Graham Gano and Tyler Bass. It seems like you can find
1: find Robbie Gould, bring him in. And
0: Robbie Gould is actually one of the guys that's hitting out there. Now he's not the guy
1: that's going to bomb away from the 50-plus. Well, no, but, 40 but in, you're kicking it 40 out and in, two. He's in. You get an extra 10 he, yards. He's a very accurate know, well, whether kicker. Whether it's your golf club or your well, you get an extra 10 and you yards. Know, Sandy, that's actually game. a
0: really good point because if you're the Broncos and you know right now, I think you know we, we've been trying to talk about it, but I think Broncos fans, I think are understanding it. I think listeners of this show understand it. Uh, the Broncos are going to have a very tough road. To winning, to going nine and eight. They could. I think that's their ceiling is nine, but everything has to go right. And that means you have to win close games. And that means you can't have what you saw in the preseason on Friday. And so maybe, maybe the range is limited, but maybe you're like, the heck with it. We'll grab a Robbie Gould because we know that within 40, he doesn't miss and we're not going to lose games. That Sean that way.
1: Payton calling plays. We're not going to be attempting. Uh, you know, 20 field goals from 50. You're not going to try 64 in the wind
0: at the end of the game?
1: Probably not. At sea level?
0: No. No? In a wet field? Probably not. not. So, I mean, there's an argument for that, where if you're you're Sean Payton, you may look at it and say, I I don't need a guy that can bomb the ball. I need someone who splits the uprights with regularity. That's what I need. I need to be able to know when I line up for for a field goal, we're going to get that field goal the vast majority of the time. And uh, maybe that's a possibility. But, uh, that's a spot they're going to have to look at. It is. It's one of those things where it's it's the place kicker, so it feels down on the list right up until it's not down on the list. And given the status of place kicking in the NFL, the Broncos might want to be proactive sooner rather than later because they're not the only team that's looking to upgrade that position.
1: Yeah, the Chargers seemed to find finally a place kicker last year mm-hmm. after years, in Dicker, and, yeah, years who led and, the and years in of searching. searching. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was. So, good. Um, no
0: Rolf Banershka's anymore, huh? No, actually, it wasn't all that bad, but no, great, he's pretty good. great name. I mean, he's
1: pretty good Pretty but, good, considering, uh, you know, what he was one of those early, dealing with physically. Yeah. One of those early yeah. soccer-style guys yeah. bringing, uh, bringing that style yeah, in. Which... but uh, I I think, mean, listen, uh, it, it, from 50, I'd even say 50, not even 45, from 50 yards in, you got to be pretty much automatic.
0: Nowadays you do. It, you really do. And you do yeah, in Denver do. at 50 yards in. Eh? Oh,
1: Without, without because you're right. Fifties
0: like forty-five. Yeah, I mean it really is. We know that from the baseball research, yeah. the balls travel for nine percent further at altitude than sea level. There yeah. you go. That's roughly five yards. So, you know, good enough.
1: Yeah, and if you have the win maybe it's ten yards. Right. And- so, the Broncos in
0: the preseason opener, there were some things that were good, some things that were bad, some things to learn from as you expect in the preseason, I would say on the whole, Sandy, and I'll let you have the last word on that, my feelings on this was the Broncos have a lot of work to still do, but I expected that. I do feel that things are finally turning in the right direction. I just expect it to be a slow and arduous process.
1: Yeah, I guess because the starters didn't play last year, I I didn't really expect to see very much from the Broncos in the preseason, and of course we saw once the regular season started that Uh, the starters were out of shape and uh, not sharp and the coaching decisions were miserable and they couldn't execute fundamental things. They couldn't get plays in on time. Uh, I'm confident this year they will be better organized. uh, But the first impressions to me were uh, uh, unimpressive, just indifferent. Um, You know, I'm not going to grade it out to have been a, D. It's in silly to grade preseason games anyway. But I, I thought it was okay. Uh, Rick Paria talked about the first offense being at C minus. I thought overall they were a C. Uh the only D I'd give them is in the strictly in the kicking game. I'm not talking about special teams overall. Just the kicking. That was a D. And that that's that's alarming to me uh at this stage of camp. I mean, we're close to the end of camp than we are beginning of camp believe it or not as we uh, uh speak here on the 14th day. Fourteenth already yeah i mean we'll
0: get into more of this obviously as the week goes along and there are other other notes and stories stories in sports it's monday for me too folks uh, Daryl Morey and James Harden might have a strained relationship. We'll touch on that oh, tomorrow. Uh, thanks, so? And uh, Ezekiel oh, and Elliott joins Harden the- called him a liar and yeah. said
1: he never plays Ezekiel Elliott joins the Patriots Murray's
0: on a one year deal. So yeah. we'll catch up with yeah. the rest of the uh, non Broncos news as well as dig into more of the Broncos as week two of the preseason is already upon us. Thanks to Dr. Rick Brea for doing his weekly checkup from the neck up with us in studio. Danny Bailey is the man in the booth that makes all of that work. But thanks to you most of all listening on air or on the HD radio at Sports com either watching or listening or being able to do all of those things in one spot that's the app the mile high sports app you can get it wherever you get your apps all of it crystal clear whenever you want it on demand every interview every show every article even the magazine you can get all of it on the mile high sports app so check that out we'll be back tomorrow for sandy Clough. i'm sean drotar keep it right here on Mile High sports <laughs>